This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. we got a great episode planned for tonight. We're going to discuss some roster updates and we're also going to look at the top five on offense and defense. This will be our best. Uh, so let's get into the roster updates. Last week we heard J.D. Spielman is transferring to... TCU. Tyler, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I wanted JD and Husker Red this fall. Doesn't look like that was going to happen. So I'm glad he's going out of conference and I wish him the best of luck. Derek, thoughts on JD Spielman? It's a good place for him. Maybe, I don't know. TCU is better than Minnesota. So, I I mean, I I hope the best for the kid. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. He. You know what? He wasn't happy here. He was battling some depression. He didn't feel all that. He got the help that he needed. So I hope he gets the help that he needs. Maybe maybe his dad will help him with some of his money up there in Minnesota or, or you know, what, whatever the case may be. Maybe TCU can help him better. Maybe just getting more sunshine down there in Texas will help him. Who knows? Hey, so how worried were you guys about him transferring within the conference? Did that scare you? Especially if it was an opponent that uh, – Nebraska's opponent. Did that scare you at all? It yeah. depends on the school. I, 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 look. If he goes to Minnesota, I just they have such tall receivers that they they see, seem to go after that. He just I don't know if he had the height to really fit in there. I mean, I, I no, I don't want to face the guy. I mean, so if, if that's your if that's your question, then no, I don't. I just don't know that he fit in well at Minnesota. So I don't know how much playing time he gets there. Tyler? I think you would have played a lot at Minnesota. Derek, I I love a good tall guy, but man, for the shortest person on the podcast, you <laughs> love to bring up people's height. It, it's amazing. No, J.D. Spielman is a player wherever he goes, he would have factored in. I didn't want to face him. Um, you know, We were going to do the top five later. If he would have still been in Husker Red, he would have been my number one offensive player. I mean, he is a great yeah. player, and I, I didn't want to go against him. Yeah, but, but let's be honest. Where would you have ranked him in even the Big Ten West and for wide receivers? Would you put him in your top five? Uh, out of the Big Ten West? He, he, well, the, let's go Big Ten, maybe Big Ten West. There's so many running teams in the Big Ten West, I guess. But but the one, the one passing team or the two passing teams are Purdue and – uh, Minnesota, and I think both of those teams probably have better wide receivers than him. Yeah, I mean, not he, trying to put the guy down, but they have great wide receivers in those two schools. Like he was the best at Nebraska. That's all that matters. Oh, absolutely, and, absolutely, he was. I mean, he I, he was our best question, offensive player. He would be a top five wide receiver in the Big Ten. I I, I do. I think he maybe top three. Um, really? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean. I mean, the guy, I mean, statistically put up year after year. I, I mean, there's no reason for me to think that that guy would have been a factor, you know, wherever he would have been played. Tyler, uh, luckily, luckily, we'll never have to find out. 
Jaller, so. weren't you saying something that uh, his Heisman odds? What about his Heisman odds there? Yeah, so Joe Klatt tweeted out, um, if someone else did too, I'm not getting, giving credit, I apologize, but Joe Klatt tweeted out that he is among, he is number five in the country in transfers for Heisman odds. So obviously the, you know, he, he's getting, you know, some, some preseason buzz, um, you know, and I don't think he was getting that buzz when he was at Lincoln. So I think, yeah, nowhere, no matter where he played, I think that buzz was going to follow him. Yeah, you know. In well, the- hold on, hold on. Before we go into that, let's. Who are the other top? Who are the people above him? Because out of those transfers, I mean, you're talking about just transfers. Just transfers. Um, you know. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, All right. While you're looking that up, while you're looking that up here, I thought it was really interesting that JD Spielman ended up going to TCU because TCU. They weren't returning a lot on offense or defense. I mean, they were – it didn't look like that they were going to have a great season. Uh, you know, they got Max Dugan at quarterback there, but there's a lot of new dudes on that uh, in that starting lineup on offense. I mean, there was only one uh, returning starting uh, wide receiver. So, you know, he's a foot in the door to be their best wide receiver, I think. Uh, but it, it is an interesting choice to me. I I just I never would have guessed TCU would have been a great fit. But yeah, so so are. so the, the odds the odds number one is Derek King uh, transferred to Miami. Uh, oh, yeah. Number two, Jamie Newman uh, transfer quarterback to Georgia. Uh, number three, Trey Sermon, uh, the running back that transferred from Oklahoma to Ohio State. Number four, KJ Costello, quarterback yeah. at Mississippi State, and number five, JD Spielman. So that's good company that he's in there with. It's it's good company, absolutely. Uh, I, I, but I, I guess I'd be curious to know where they're at on the Heisman actual Heisman list. Like, are they in the top ten? Any of those in the top ten? Yeah, I don't. I don't have that. I, it's beyond. It's beyond. Whatever. Someone I'm Google sorry. it. Someone Google it and let us know. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got some more roster updates here. This is pretty interesting. A uh, 2019 recruit of. Uh, or actually 2020 recruit, Jaden Francois, he entered the transfer portal. Uh, he joins Henry Gray as another four-star defensive back that went to the into the transfer portal after a 2020 signing. It's very interesting. We didn't even have spring practice, but here we are. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this? Big loss. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you saw two four-star players leave Nebraska, both from Florida um, similarities will be drawn. Um, to me, I, I thought Francois was a better recruit. I liked him better. I thought he could have been a contributor this season. But if you, let's forget about this season. I think the future defensive backs definitely got a little bit more rambled there. I mean, it, it's it's a little scary to me when you lose a lot of these guys that we've lost. Um, you know, we've been talking about this before the podcast, but we've lost a lot of defensive backs. Um, over the last couple years, C.J. Smith, Camp Jones, or a couple other higher recruits that come to mind. So that defensive back room, while it's stacked this year, uh, the long-term health of that's a little concerning to me. Um, so, yeah, big loss for the Huskers. Derek, what were your thoughts? Well, I didn't have a lot of thoughts until Tyler spoke there. Where did you have him getting a lot of playing time? Where, where did I have him playing? 
Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you said you you said you could see him getting a, 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 like quite a bit of playing time this year. I mean, well, where did you I thought, see I, it? I thought, Special I, I teams. Too too deep in safety. I thought I thought he had a shot to be in the too deep at safety. Wow. I I find that hard to believe, but I mean it's still a big loss. That's fine. I that's I fair. mean it, it, it's between him and Eli Sullivan, and I know you guys love Eli Sullivan, but I think he would have had a, a a chance to fight with him for some playing time. That's um, fair, Tyler. I see where you're coming from because there's not a lot of we don't have a lot of safety right now. We really don't. Yeah. And so I I can see that he could get his you know a couple. I just games don't in. see it because I think if it comes down to that, I, I I think that Travis Fisher would move Cam Taylor Britt or Boodle back over to safety before he would allow that freshman to play. Well, if games go long, you know, hopefully that uh, we have a year where we can you know score some points and get a big lead and put some backups in, and then you know you can see these younger players. Hopefully we have. But if, one you're, of those if, years. if that's all you're playing, then wouldn't you still want to like I don't know maintain his red shirt? Well, I mean, if all if all you're gonna put him in is scrub time, then why wouldn't you just save his red shirt and get him in four games? I, again, I, I'm not saying this kid would have for sure played, but you, Derek, you talked about moving Boodle or Cam Taylor Britt. Well, that's fine and dandy, but then cornerback looks pretty weak too. I mean, there's not a lot of extensive depth at DB right now. Um, this is not a position group I think we're three deep at, and so yeah. Again, I'm not saying he was a lock to play. I think that was a, probably a big reason why he transferred from every reading between the lines is he wasn't where he wanted to be on the depth chart. Um, I'm just saying, when we did our two deep back in March or whenever he did, I, I had him in my two deep. I thought he was a guy that at one point I thought could have been a contributor. You know, how not an impact player, contributor, and, and but definitely a long-term vision guy. I could have seen him starting as a sophomore. I thought it was very interesting that, you know, both these guys, Henry Gray and Jaden Francois, they've never even practiced in full pads and they jettisoned. That's that is the biggest shock to me. And being that it's two four stars, uh, you know, it kind of feels like a Darian Grimm situation, don't it? Almost. Yeah. Oh, man, there's a name we haven't heard what in four or five years. But uh <laughs> But, yeah, you know, as far as the recruiting rankings go, I kind of thought that losing two four-stars off of that uh, the 2020 class, it would really hurt our rankings. But all things being equal, if you take those two guys, if you take them out of uh, our commits there, according to 247, we dropped from ranked being 20 to down to just 22. Not very steep. Rivals, we would go from 18 to 23 if you take those two guys off the roster. It's not as far of a drop as what I thought it was going going to be. I kind of thought, you know, after losing these two four stars, like, oh my God, we're going to be like top 35 team. That recruiting class is going to be dirt. But it's they're still top 25 teams. So that's that's interesting to me. That makes me feel better a little bit in the long term. Maybe not so much about. Uh, our situation in the secondary losing those two guys because yeah I you know there's going to be a future with those guys and Travis Fisher man he, best coach on on our uh, in our coaching staff uh, anything else to add there guys okay let's uh, move into our best of the best uh, we're going to give our top five on our top five on offense and our top five best players on defense. Tyler, let's uh, start with you. 
At number five, um, I have a returning offensive lineman, uh, Matt Farniak. Uh, him moving to guard, I think, is going to be a good move for him. He, you know, returning team captain, I like him there. Uh, number four is Dedrick Mills. Um, he's going to be a workhorse running back. Ran over 700 yards last year. I see him having increased production this year. Um, like him at number four. My number three is a returning quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Um, you know, I, I, I've been high on this guy. I think he's a good player. The fact I have him on at three, some people might think is a slight. I love Adrian Martinez. But I like these two guys more. Uh, Brendan Hymas, um, left tackle. The guy has started since he's a freshman. He, he, is, he is the real deal. And number one, Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, everyone wants this guy to play running back. I think we just want a clone of him. I mean, we, we, Wandell Robinson's probably the best player on this roster, period, in my opinion. Um, you know, he, he, two-time freshman, uh, Big Ten freshman of the week. Um, he, he's big things are in store for a sophomore campaign. All right, normally, Derek, I would go to you on this, but I want to give my top five first just because mine is very similar to what Tanner has. My number five guy is uh, Matt Farniok. Same reasons, moving in. Uh, to guard we got big plans for him number four i have adrian martinez you know he's he's gonna be hopefully he has a big bounce back year gonna be good number three Diedrich mills he's gonna be the workhorse out of that running back group number two brendan hymas and number one wandale robinson true stud i mean tyler we are very similar we just had adrian martinez and Diedrich mills uh swapped so derek Let's hear your top five. Make it different. Right. I'm, noth- I'm nothing like either of you guys. I thought so. So take it away. All right. I got number five, Luke McCaffrey. I got number four. I, I got Cam Jurgens. I think he's probably the best blocker on the offensive line. Uh, I, I, his snaps need to improve, and I think they will. But I think he is probably the best blocker on our offensive line. I got number three. I got Brendan Hymas. I think he is basically the leader of that offensive line and where this offensive line is where we're going to go uh number two i got wandell robinson and number one i got adrian martinez because he's the other one that's going to take us somewhere if we're going to go anywhere interesting derek uh cameron jurgens and luke mccaffrey it's very interesting because i had cameron jurgens as my number six guy on offense and luke mccaffrey was my number eight guy so very, I was very high on both of those also. Cam Jurgens, he almost made that crack that top five. So that's interesting. Tyler, thoughts? Well, you know, I, I, Cam Jurgens, I'm right there with you. If Farniak would have stayed at tackle, I could have put Cam Jurgens over him. Um, you know, I think Cam Jurgens' snaps did get better as the season went on. So, you know, I, I can't say anything uh, bad there. Guys, I, I have been all over Luke McCaffrey since he came to Lincoln. I'll be honest, I don't have him in my top 10 offensive players. He, if we're just looking at athletic ability, I mean, God, the guy might be two or three. I I just am not 100% convinced that this guy has found his footing into this offense yet. Um, great player. I can see <laughs> your points, but I, I mean, I mean... I over under six snaps a game for him. I might be taken under. I mean, I, I just don't know where we're going to see him. Go ahead. And Derek. that's why he's in my top five, because you don't know where you're going to see him because he is such a great athlete. You could put him anywhere. 
the the guy, God, come on, guys. He averaged what was it, eleven yards a carry last year. Yeah. I mean, he just did, he proved so much to me in the. I mean, you could say he played in four games, but remember one of those games was uh, mishandled. <laughs> yeah, it was completely mishandled. Uh, I, I, so in the three games that he actually played, he passed seventy five percent of his passes. I mean, he only passed twelve times. I get it, but he's proven to me that he can be a good quarterback, and he is a great athlete. And I think Scott Frost is in a win now situation this year, and I think he has no option but to try and get him and Adrian Martinez on the field at the same time. As long as both as long as both of them stay healthy, if one of them starts getting dinged up a little bit, maybe you maybe you back off a little bit. Well, but I, I think yeah. you got to have. He's one of your best athletes. You've got to get him on the field. So, Derek, I just want to correct you here. Uh, Luke McCaffrey averaged 6.9 yards per oh, carry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was his pass, yeah. passing per play. I'm sorry. Right. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was it was almost seven yards a carry, which was well, still yeah. the best on the team. Yeah. Yeah, still, still the best on the team. Um, you know, he had his breakout game against Maryland when we put him in at the end of the game, and he just couldn't be stopped. Uh, you know, he was a top 300 athlete coming out of high school, uh, according to 24-7. Um, again, I, I love his future. I, I Everything you said there, and, and, you know, I try not to get so high on these weightlifting films that we see, but the one that I'm really getting excited about is, have you seen Luke McCaffrey? That guy looks like he's putting on some mass this offseason. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, he, 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 he just, just up one a more bit. thing. Just one more thing. I think I was our fifth leading rusher in three games. Yeah. Yeah. Like you played three games in our fifth leading rusher. Like, I don't mean, understand that fifth leading rusher is not like something to be, oh, I'm so scared of that guy. But he played in three games. Derek, Derek I, again, I'm not saying you're completely crazy. Um, the potential's there. I, I, it honestly, it's not me detrimenting him. I just am like, no Matt Farniok. I mean, like... No, okay, okay, okay. See, I'm opposite of you guys. I didn't put him in my top five because he's moving positions. I don't know what he's going to do at guard. Haven't we been begging him to move to guard for at least a season now? Yes, like, but just because we think it's the best move doesn't automatically make it the best move. This isn't Don't a fan move. This isn't a fan move, Derek. No, this I understand. Is a I understand move. that. No, I understand <laughs> that. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about it. I am just saying I would like to see a little a little action from the guy before I start putting him as one of my f- top five best players. Cause he struggled a lot at tackle. So I don't know that just cause he moves into guard, he's auto- automatically become a great blocker. Yeah. Uh, I, but real, real quick, Justin. So you, I, I'm shocked that you had Mills ahead of Martinez. I, I'm, you know, I like Mills, um, but I, I think it's a clear difference between Martinez. Obviously Derek does. Why, why do you have Mills ahead of Martinez? I, th- I think uh, he's got the chance to be a little bit more consistent this year than uh, Adrian Martinez. I mean, look, I mean, we're, we're talking about three I and mean, four. I mean, we're not talking about like three and nine. It's 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 close. Uh, I almost had Diedrich and, Mills and, at number two, actually, but he can't do I'm that. Surprised. But he can't do that without uh, Brandon Hymas there. I mean, and that offensive line. I, I gave a lot of credit to that offensive line in my top ten that I had here. What were you saying, Derek? Well, I'm just surprised you guys haven't hammered me a little bit more about not having Diedrich Mills in there. Well, I was, I was getting to that. Where would you have Diedrich Mills? I mean, wh- why are you uh, not high on him? It's not that I'm not high on him. I, I, I'd probably have him at number six. I, the thing Here's my thing, and Tyler brought this up last week. 
we're basing everything that Diedrich Mills, what we think he's going to do off of one game. You can say what you want about the rest of his season. He had one really, really good game against Wisconsin. Outside of that, I mean, he had some average games. And so I don't know. I don't know that automatically puts him as one of my best players if I'm basing it off of one game. So, so let me just, again, I like Mills. I think he's a good back. But these are his three best games. Obviously, Wisconsin, number one. Number two was Northern Illinois. He had 11 carries for 116 yards. Good game. His third Good game best, against, a, against a weak team. Weak team. His third best game was against Iowa. He had 94 yards rushing. But he had 24 carries. Not the most productive game. And I don't know if you guys remember that. It just it never felt like he got going. His long of that game was 14 yards. I mean, he, he just he didn't. Again, I think the, he's going to be a good back. He, he is a guy, you know, people want to compare him to Divine Zigbo, and maybe he makes that jump his senior year. I just haven't seen that from him. Divine Zigbo, I felt, had a little bit better burst than Mills has. Um, you know, I. And, and look, that's a lot of the reason why he's not in my top five. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Like, I think he's a very good back. But I think. The offensive line is going to take him as far as he's going to go. Like sure. if, the, if the offensive line's not opening holes for him, he's not. He's not a, a Maurice Washington or one of these guys that's going to juke you out of your shoes and get past you. Like you're going to have to block for him. I mean, if you can get him in that secondary, he's going to run some guys over. But you have to get him into that second tier of of the, of the defense. Yeah, I was. I was halfway expecting one of you two to have uh, Omar Manning in your top five, based off of you know what we do have coming back. Uh, that's probably leading a little bit more Derek uh, having him in there. I, I gotta see him play. Like I, I have a lot of. I think the guy's got a lot of potential. I think he could be one of our best wide receivers. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know if he'll start off the year as one of our best wide receivers, but I think he could become a go-to guy. By three or four games in, I, I just I don't know where he's going to start out, and I, I can't put him as one of my best players, not having ever seen him play. Yeah. Like I never watched Kilgore, Texas, so I don't know exactly. I mean, I've seen some of his highlights, but I mean, you could put a highlight reel together for anybody. I can make Justin look good in the highlight reel. Shoot, both plays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm it's, interested. It's called a, it's called a GIF. <laughs> Hey, I'm actually uh, interested that, uh, Derek, that you had Adrian Martinez over Wandale Robinson. I would have guessed that Wandale Robinson was going to be a unanimous number one across all of us. I, you know, honestly, it probably could have been 1A, 1B. I, I just I, – I went with Adrian Martinez because I – I think he has a bounce back year. He had a bit, he had a bit of a step back last year, but it's not as big as everybody makes it out to be. Like his 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 uh, passer rating went from a one thirty nine to a one thirty. Like it wasn't that big of a drop off. And then I mean the the only thing that really dropped off that concerned me was the touchdowns. And now that he's got some taller receivers, I think he can get back to getting some more right, getting some more touchdowns. Uh, the interceptions were essentially the same. He played in one more game, had one more interception. Like, so it was his interception, and his interceptions need to drop too. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think overall, I still, I, if the guy ran for almost thirteen hundred yards between his two seasons, so right. you're not going to see that drop off. Like, 
I think he's still going to run the ball well. I think, and I think next year, if he, if he could, if he could stay healthy, he's still going to have that dynamic run to him. And I think, I think it'll be better if he's not wearing a knee brace like he did half the season last year. Yeah. You you know, as I've looked more in Adrian Martinez's stats, one of the more interesting stats is his freshman campaign. He had a negative 218 yards. He had 218 yards for a loss. Last year, he only had 164, which tells me that he, he did a much better job of when a play broke, of getting upfield and not taking as big a losses. Um, I, I think his running, he, he got smarter with it, maybe sometimes to a detriment where he was you know, run out of bounds or something to avoid contact. I think, but I, I, I think that he he is a smart runner. And again, you talk about his passer rating dipping, and that is largely due to the Ohio State game, where he just three interceptions. He just played awful that game, and no one played well. I mean, he may have well, played the I best mean, of anyone on our team, but that, the I, I, team I, I, did not I, play I, well. Again, you can point all the blame at him, but he also had a defensive line that was in his face the entire game. Our offensive line did nothing to help him that game. Yeah, well, the offensive line got better from 2018 to 2019, so that's going to help. They, they did, stats. but that Ohio State game did not prove yeah, shit. Yeah, we were outmatched. I mean, I don't even like to think about that game. Uh, all right, let's move over to the uh, top or your best top five on defense, Tyler. So I give you a look behind the curtains. I had 14 different defenders I considered to put up here. Literally considered. Um, I, I think especially 4 through 14, th- there's a lot of guys I can make arguments for. But I'm going to go number 5, Deontay Williams. Now, Deontay Williams did not play a lot last year because uh, of injury, but I was really high on him going into his uh, last season. Unfortunately, injuries derailed it. I think he is able and capable of coming back. Uh, number four, I have Damian Daniels. Now, Damian Daniels, again, I have to retract a statement. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I had defensive line as their worst, worst unit. Upon reflection, I probably moved defensive line to sixth. I, I actually am coming around on this defensive line. I like Damian Daniels. I think he can be as good as his brother was last year. I like him. Uh, number three, DiCaprio Boodle. Um, again, I, I raved about him. I think he's a really good defender. I think he plays well at safety and at corner. Um, like him. Number two, I have Ben Stilley. Um, you know, his, two years ago, he had five sacks, which led the defensive lineman in sacks. Um, I think he's going to have a good season. And number one, Cam Taylor Britt. All right. Derek, what are your top five? I, I I don't know what to say to Tyler at this point sometimes. Well, just give your top five. And we can get to All Tyler. All right. Um, I got JoJo Doman at number five. I, I don't know that I'm – the number five spot to me. But I get, well, I'm with Tyler there. Like, you could have put about anybody in there. It, it was tough. Uh, number four, I got Markel Dismuke. Uh, number three, I got Will Honus. Number I look I, I know he's never started a game but God dang he was the second leading tackler last year without starting a game so I I, I got I don't know I think he's a good player uh, number two Ben Stilley number one Cam Taylor I'm I'm with you Tyler on those two all right uh, and here is mine we are all over the place I mean 
This is going to be interesting. And this was going to be the hardest part because defense, when I got to the defense, you know, I went 10 deep, but uh, I didn't think that we would agree at all. So you guys are get ready to tear me up here. Number five, I got Colin Miller. Uh, number four, I got Ben Stilley, our best defensive lineman. Number three, I got Markel Dismuke. Number two, I got DiCaprio Boodle. And number one, I got Cam Taylor Britt. Now, when we did our position breakdowns, I was high on the secondary. And the reason I was high on the secondary is because I really like what we have back there. Uh, Tyler, you were talking about Deontay Williams. I had him plugged in at number seven. And uh, I also had Braxton Clark in the top ten as well. So a lot of secondary are uh, in there for me. Uh, But, Derek, you want to attack Tyler now or what do you want to do here? Well, I, I, well, I kind of want to attack both of you a little bit. I mean, <laughs> when you're putting Boodle in there, are we talking about most pass interference calls or Hey, you know what? Whatever you want to say, but I mean I think he's I think he's going to be one of our best uh, defenders this year, headed into 2020. I, you know what? I hope you're right. I, look, I, I know I hammer Boodle too hard and, and I hope you guys are right. I hope he proves me wrong. More than anybody in the world, I hope he proves me wrong. But so far, he just hasn't to me. At least not to me. The guy's good at maybe breaking up a pass here or two. But the reason he gets so many pass breakups is because everybody attacks him because they know, hey, throw it down deep towards Boodle and get a pass interference call at the worst. Yeah. So he gets picked on a lot. So, yeah, he gets some plays, but it's because he gets picked on. And that's the reason I put uh, Markel Dismuke in there was if you look statistically, Markel Dismuke really – I mean, he was our third leading tackler. But other than that, the guy doesn't have a lot of stats. But I think a lot of the reason he doesn't have a lot of stats is because people don't pick on him. People don't want to pass towards him as much. Yeah. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt, like, you, I know we all agree on him, but, you know, he is the only multi-reception returner we have this year. Right. Like the only other person that had re- had an interception last year at returns is Braxton Clark. My number nine Deontay, guy. Deontay, Deontay Williams did have two interceptions in 2018, but I don't think we've seen enough of him last year for me to put him in my top five. No. I, I again, I, I, we're, I mean, I was trying to put this into what they've proven and not what I'm hoping they're going to do. And I, and so a lot of the, that's why this defense was so hard to me is because. There wasn't a lot done by this defense. How uh, well, as far as far as Ben Stilley goes, I mean, shit, he's the only one with it with with sacks coming back. Hardly, like we lost all of our sack guys. So I mean, I, I everybody keeps wondering where where the uh, uh, where the pass rush is going to come from. I think it's going to come from Ben Stilley. Like the guy's got eleven and a half sacks in his career. Yeah, like we we talk we talk about the about this defensive line, like nobody's ever going to do anything, but Ben Stilley has been a quiet beast on this defensive line that people don't give enough credit to him. I don't think like he, he is, he has led our team in, in, in sacks one year and was second another year. Well, yeah, I think I mean, granted, it was only with five and three and a half, but we weren't getting sacks those two years anyway. There's only two guys that all of us had unanimously unanimously in our top five that's cam taylor brett we had him at number one and then we had all three of us had ben stilly in our top five outside of that i mean we were all over the board i mean we were like just shooting our shot there 
Tyler, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, with Ben Stilley, the other thing to remember is that he had to split a lot of snaps in his playing time with the Davis uh, twins. And this year, I don't th- I think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, Derek, you know, you had JoJo and Dismuke and yours. I, they were six and seven. They're right there. I, I, I am going off potential because there isn't a lot of returning production. There, there isn't a lot of guys that I watched last year that wowed me. Um, okay, if we're I, if we're gonna go off potential, then then I will trade JoJo Doman out for Garrett Nelson. I, again, Garrett Nelson's a good pick. I, I get it, it's not it's not raw potential. I just this is at what the end of the year. I think these are the five guys: Damian Daniels. I had number four, and I'm telling you this: I am high on this career of this individual. I think he'll be as good as Darian was this year. I, again, he only started one game last year, and that was against Wisconsin. But the limited action we saw him in, I, I was impressed. You sure, I thought that I was against Minnesota. High ceiling. Or not, not Minnesota. I thought it was against uh, Maryland. No, he started against Wisconsin. Okay, I, I could have sworn he was against Maryland, but I, well, okay. I, I could be wrong. Sorry, but but, and, but 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 I I think that he is a guy that is going to step up huge to block that middle. He's probably our only true nose guard that we have. He's going to get a lot of play time, and he's going to be very productive. Uh, and Deontay Williams, again, I, his 2018 campaign, if we'd have done this last year, I don't think we did, but if we'd done this last year, I think we would all had Deontay Williams in our top five going into 2019. I agree. So, I, again, I, and again, I know he was injured. I know we didn't see it, but I, I don't see why all of a sudden we would drop him out if we would have had him there to, you know, last year. I, again, he didn't get a play. It's unfortunate, but I, I still think he is going to be there. Dismuke, if you want to put him at five over Deontay Williams, I'm not going to argue. Same thing with JoJo. Um, you know, Will Honus, though, I really disagree with that one. I do, too. That's that's the one that I kind of shook my head at, Derek. I mean, I did have Will Honus as my number 10 guy. You had him number three. I don't I, I, I... But again, he was our second leading tackler, and the guy never started. Like he, he saw limited playing time, and he still was our second leading tackler. He was fourth in tackles for loss. Like, I mean, he did it. He did what he needed to do. I think. I guess like, statistically, I I don't, I don't know if I was overly impressed by his play, Tyler. I don't think athle- you were. Either. His athleticism is my concern, and maybe that's because he's recovering from that ACL. Maybe that's what it is, but I, his athleticism is a huge concern for me. I, I'm not even convinced he holds his starting spot the whole year. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you've heard a lot of guys being brought up. Um, you have a Juco coming in. Uh, Nick Henrik has been mentioned. I, I Again, I could see his starting spot be taken. Again, not that he won't play, not that he's not a good player. I just hit. I just haven't seen the athleticism that I would like to see from my backer. And I also don't know about the size of him. Uh, Colin Miller, I like the Colin Miller pick. I think he is our best middle backer. Um, you know, I think he fits the Big Ten mold. He just needs to get more disciplined. And if you could combine him and Will Honus, I think you'd have a really good player there. But, yeah, I, I am, you know, Justin, you had Will so, Honus yeah. in your top 10. I don't think I, 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 I did have him in my top 12. So, I think Will Honus is like that, my tw- 13th best defender. And that's part of it. Like Will Honus played a lot less than, or uh, yeah, Honus played a lot less than Colin Miller, and still had better stats than him. Like I, I don't know. To me, he was a better player out of the out of that group. Yeah, I mean, if I was higher on Will Honus, I mean, I probably would have been higher when we did our position breakdowns, uh, our position rankings. But I, you know, I had, uh, I had our middle linebackers at the bottom third 
of the defense. So me actually putting in Colin Miller at number five actually surprised me a little bit when I was doing this exercise because I didn't realize I would have him that high. But uh, he is what he is. Uh, Tyler, you talked about Deontay Williams. And I was close. I mean, he was really close uh, to be in the top five. I had him at number seven. So we, we weren't too far off. Derek, you talked about JoJo Doman. I had him uh, at number six. So we were not too far off. The only one that I was really far off from either one of you two was the Will Honus, number 10. Derek, you had number three. And Damian Daniels. I did not have Damian Daniels in my top 10. But other than that, I mean, we were closer than what I really thought that we would be overall. And again, I admit it. Like, you know, when I was looking at this exercise, I'm saying at the end of the season, who I think are going to be the top five defenders. Um, again, you know, I, and I, and I, again, I'm high on Damian Daniels. I think when you look at that defensive line, I mean, I think he's going to be a beast. Again, I expect very similar to Darian Daniels. And I think we were all happy with how Darian Daniels played last year. And, and, matter, yeah. and matter of fact, I think Dar- Damian Daniels, you know, he's going to be a junior. I, write it down now. I think this is a guy who gets drafted. I, not this year. Obviously, he'll play for, I think, another year. But I think he's a guy that, you know, at the end of the day, could be a fourth, third round pick by the time his career's done. I, I love this trajectory of this individual. I've loved him since he came to Lincoln. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think he's really a guy that can show this year. Now he's going to get some a lot of snaps why he's a beast in the middle. Nice. I, I like it. But, but you – but you also said it yourself. Like, of course, he's going to get a lot of snaps because he's the only true nose tackle we might have on the roster. Like, so yeah, he's going to get a lot of snaps. I, 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 I don't want to sound bad on the guy because I, I do think you're right, Todd. He's got enough experience. I think he can do well. But in, in the games that he played, because he played, I think, in all twelve games last year. Yeah. And I, but he never did anything. To, to me, he never did anything to really stick out. But that's part of a 3-4 defense, too, is your defensive line isn't the type to stick, to stick out because they're really they're more to plug the holes than they are to – your defensive line really shouldn't be the ones getting quarterback pressure. No, and you're right, Derek. You're 100% right, especially at that nose tackle spot. And another thing I was thinking about this is not only is he the only new uh, true nose tackle – you know, and, and again, there's other guys that could play there. I don't want to discount all of that, but I think he's a guy that if you look at the the ability above replacement, I mean, if you were to do indispensable defensive players, he might be number one to me because I I don't want. I don't that, know because I really want to see what Keem Green's going to do there. Because it sounds like that's where he's lining up mostly, and with all the hype that he came in last year and redshirting. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah, and Jordan Riley at that position also. I mean, Jordan Riley, yeah, he's so another one. I think there there are bodies out there that can play that position. Uh, I, I know they said Ty Robinson's been kind of lining up everywhere on the defensive line. I'd be curious to know what he's going to do. A big four star guy, you know. And, I mean, they're, they're again. I know Tyler was talking about some of the videos they're putting out there, but you, you watch Ty Robinson just tearing it up in the weight room. It's hard not to get a little excited about what that guy can do in the, in the long run. But, again, it's all potential. I tried to base all my top five off of what I know they can do. Well, the problem right. is with defense is a lot of the guys that have played 
unfortunately haven't showed. I mean that that that's a real problem with our defense is that that is we fair. That is fair. And, and so it's kind of like, am I going to take the person who I know who's played but hasn't played very well, or the guy who is a lot more potential? And you know, again, it, when you look at like guys like JoJo, Dismu, Colin Miller, I mean, those are all. I mean, that was you know Garrett Nelson. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all those guys are in my top ten. I mean, and again. I could have made an argument for any one of them hitting my top five. The, the gap between four through 14 is not large. Now, DeCaprio Boodle, Cam Taylor Britt, and Ben Stiller, those are the three all-conference type players I think we have this year. Say, say those three again. DeCaprio Boodle, uh, Cam Taylor Britt, and Ben Stiller. I think all three of those guys uh, likely will be on all-conference defensive list at the end of the season. No Markel Dismuke for you, huh? Could be. Definitely could be. Not. I don't know if I would say likely. Again, I, I thought he was impressive in the run game. Derek, you mentioned he didn't really do much in the pass game. I don't know why that is. Maybe you're right. Maybe he is such a lockdown defender. No one wants to throw at him. That's not what I saw. I just didn't see teams really attacking him. Our pass defense was good last year. I mean... I mean, it was a top 30 pass defense. I mean, I think our secondary as a whole played well. Um, you know, Dismuke is part of that. But again, I again, he he was number six. I mean, throw him at four. I'm not arguing there. But I, I don't think he's a lock for all conference. Okay. That's well, fair. I don't think I don't think Boodle's a lock for all conference either for that matter. I am shocked that you would say that, Derek. Completely shocked. Godly, I tell you, I, I hope he is first team. Just so. I, you know what? I, again, I do too. But <laughs> God dang, I just don't see it. Yeah, you, know, you don't usually get first team for just getting pass interference calls. Yeah, DiCaprio oh Boodle. God, Derek. Yeah. I think that guy. If they if they if they tracked that stat, I think he would have broke the record in Nebraska for pass interference calls. Tyler, what is more obnoxious to you? Like uh, me going, you know. Me going on about Luke McCaffrey should be starting over Adrian Martinez last year at the end of the year, or Derek's hatred for DiCaprio Boodle. I don't know. I mean, it's close. <laughs> I, I again, it, it's almost like we watched two different films. Like I, I get I DiCaprio Boodle did not have the best season last year. He had a really good sophomore campaign. Played a lot better at safety towards the end of the stretch, but again. Yeah. I, I've thrown this stat out a couple times on the podcast. Over the last two years, he is third in the country in cause uh, uh, forcing incomplete passes. He had six, six pass breakups last year. Um, I, again, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't see what Derek saw, I guess. Again, because they throw to him every time. They're like, hey, it's third and 20. Uh, throw towards Boodle. You might, you might at least get a pass interference call. Well, I mean, I mean, come on, they they they, they attack Boodle, and and it, call it fair or not, but they do attack Boodle a lot, and he does defend well when he when he's thrown to, he just makes a lot of mistakes, and then in the run game, he takes bad angles when it comes to tackling. Well, I could say the same I mean, thing, but I think Will Honus took some bad angles, and I don't know if they're well, bad angles. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. At least he was the second leading tackler on the team where 
Boodle was like, I think, tied for 11th with Ben Stilley, who we sat here and talked about how he, not how much how little playing time he got, having to share time with everybody. I, again, I, I don't know the snap distribution between Will Honus and Colin Miller. I just don't think that there was a large gap there. I, I Yeah, Colin Miller started, but Will Honus played a lot last year. I mean, because basically we only had three middle backers last year. That's all we had. You know, yeah. Mo Berry and uh, Colin Miller and Will Honus. That's 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 it. So, of course, those guys are going to get this a lot year, of... And this year, we will have more. And that, that, again, we talked about the position group as a whole, and I, we don't need to rehash that. But, again, I think when you look at the middle backers, man, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see four or five guys get significant playing time there this year. Um I think the depth there is coming along really nicely, and I'm excited where that position group's going. Will Honus will be okay. He'll 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 play. He'll he'll be he'll be one of the top three all year. But again, I just and, 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 and his and athleticism look, Tyler, has I, not popped for me. His athleticism. Tyler, has not I, I, I will for say, me. I, will, I will say this, Tyler. I will agree with you that if Nick Henrik or a, a, a Tiva Muaga Clements or Luke Reimer ends up beating one of those two guys out. I'll be okay with it. Like be putting Will Honus at number three. Isn't because I think he's so great. I just don't think we have a lot of talent starting on this defense right now. I was talking to, we were talking, we were talking about before the podcast, like, look, you talk, you, you look at the offense four out of my five top best are four star guys. I have one four star guy in my defense and that's Markel Dismuke. Yeah. And that's a guy you could have probably easily left off. And the only reason I, the main reason I really put him in there was because as a safety, that's what you hope kind of for is to not have a big name. Cause that means you're not getting picked on. And it means, you, I mean, look, if you, the fact that Markel Dismuke is a third leading tackler on the team is kind of scary because that means he made a lot of tackles in the secondary, which means he probably had to stop a lot of runners that were getting through. Derek, that's a very interesting observation. As I'm looking at this and looking at Tyler, what he had in his top five, Tyler, I don't think you had one four-star player in your top five. No, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, how many four stars on defense do you really see getting ma- major playing time this year? I mean, well, that, and that's the whole thing. All, all, all the all the guys that are four stars are all so young right now, like. I think in time our defense can get a lot better. I just don't know if it's right now. Hey, make of this what you will, guys. But you know, uh, I kind I'm kind of lean on like the uh, the stars. You know, I, I think stars are kind of like towards the ability of what type of talent that you're going to get or in the success that you're going to have. So I do believe a lot in that. But our number one guy, Cam Taylor Britt. All three of us had this junior. As our number one player. And Rivals had him as a 5.5 three-star. Lowest rated three-star on Rivals. And this guy in his junior year is our unanimous number one. So sometimes these guys can spring up. I mean, I thought that was very fascinating. Well, and, and Cam Taylor Britt, I mean, again, I think this – it. It's shocking. Did anyone else get shocked that this kid's a junior? Like, I mean, it seems like he just got on campus. Like, and, you know, again, I think he's our best defender. I I loved everything 
you know, pretty much that the kid's done. He's had high potential. I love what he's done. I hope they can keep him at corner all year. I don't really want to see him move around a lot where he's done in the past. Uh, but again, you, you when I you know I went on the podcast, I said we're gonna have a top fifteen pass defense. I, I believe we can have a top fifteen, top twenty pass defense. Um, and again, I think a lot has to do with the secondary. I had three guys in our secondary in our top my top five, four in my top six. Like I love this secondary. Yeah, um, me too. And I, you know, I, I think, and Cam Taylor Britt. I mean, gosh, I mean, I, the fear of me on him right now is that he's going to go pro early. I mean, I'm really scared that he's going to go pro early because I think the guy could have a third round grade after this season. So let's hope he gets burned maybe twice against Ohio State or something. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 do that. I guess to keep him around for another year. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, guys, this has been fun, but we got to move on. It's time for last call. We haven't done last call since uh, we've come back. So last call, no topics are off limits. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call goes to Nebraska volleyball. If there's any question what the number one sport in Nebraska is, it is clearly volleyball, and this recruiting class is proving it. We have the top three prospects coming out of high school. We have four of the top ten. So, I mean, this team is building a – I mean, it's already a dynasty. It's, a, it's continuing on this. And I just want to point out to all the football fans out there who says you can't get elite talent to Lincoln. Volleyball does it. Start putting up some W's, and maybe football can kind of follow suit. Exactly. Derek? Well, I've been saying that forever. Like, you, if you start winning, you can get talent here. Like, I, that's fine. Uh, as far as the volleyball goes, hey, John, who doesn't want to play for John Cook? I mean, come on. I, Tom, Tom Osborne got all the recruits he wanted when he was here because why? Because he was winning. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's the same thing. Like, you win, you get, you get players. That's how it works. There's a reason Dabo Sweeney went – and got some of the best recruiting classes Clemson's ever had because he started winning. He didn't start winning just because he got recruiting classes. He started winning first. So it's just going to be the same thing with football. you got to start winning. Yeah, I mean, John Cook putting together those recruiting classes is nothing short of like what Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney do at Clemson and Alabama. I mean, they're just hoarding all the talent, which is freaking awesome for Nebraska fans and seeing that product that they're going to put out on the court, you know, every fall, hopefully this fall. Uh, but I mean, it's, that's so remarkable. It gets me excited for the future of volleyball. I hope John cook sticks around for years and years. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's awesome. That is very good to hear out of Lincoln. Uh, last call to you, Derek. Well, I'm, I'm just going to talk about baseball. Like, Hey, we're finally getting some sports, guys. Baseball's going to start up in two days. And I know you guys aren't as excited as I am, and I'm not even as excited as I probably would have been three months ago. But, hey, I'm just ready for some damn sports to be on TV other than golf and racing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll be watching some baseball also. Uh, something to uh, dust off the old my bookie and Bavada accounts, I guess. Let's <laughs> to see those. Uh but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully, it works out. I'll say a little bit of preseason stuff, 
And I tell you what, it's not very exciting without fans there well, in the stands. Well, because they're doing stupid shit in preseason, though. It doesn't like, matter. I, see, I was watching. I was watching a game last night against the Yankees and uh, Philadelphia Phillies. And they went to a commercial break after the three outs, but apparently they wanted this pitcher to throw a few more pitches before they pulled him. So they let him pitch against Aaron Judge, and he cranks a home run in between innings, and they count it as a run. Like, how's that work? Oh, that's weird. So, yeah, they're just screwing up the preseason part. Like, that, It's not interesting because you're making it stupid. No, I just mean watching baseball without fans in the stands is something nah, I weird. I don't care about the fans. I, I never look at the fans. I don't know. But but you but them. you know they're there. You hear the fans like cheering when that the crack of the bat happens, and it's like a long drive. You well, hear what do you the think fans. Going to happen when football starts and that happens. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's freaking weird watching baseball. It's like you're watching a practice. You don't even real. It's not a game. I mean, it's it's a weird experience. So I don't know, Tyler. What do you think? Well, I'm excited for baseball to come back. Um, I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of preseason, so I can't really chime in on th- how the product has been. But I think what's going to be interesting about this baseball season is one, with all the travel they're asking the players to do, how is the COVID testing going to work? Uh, I think that's going to be a big indication of what's going to happen with football. And two, what's going to happen with this condensed season? Are, are they going to ride pitchers more? I mean, I think there's a lot of nuances to baseball that could really be different here um i mean you you could definitely kind of do a sprint right now and that'll be really interesting to see what this does to the baseball season clayton kershaw will probably throw a lot of pitches i mean you just look at some of these guys i mean yeah it'll be interesting it's more interesting to see all the players that are gonna sit out i mean that's that's interesting as well but Anywho, uh, last call to me, and my last call, guys, tip your whiskey, uh, Andy Hoffman, father of Jack Hoffman, uh, he announced today that he was diagnosed with a massive brain tumor. He was out jogging, had a seizure, and went to the Mayo Clinic and uh, diagnosed with a massive brain tumor. So, I mean, our hearts, we go out to him and his family. They've been a staple ever since Jack Hoffman. Looked like the best running back there in the spring game and scored that touchdown. Uh, you know, this is just, this is insane. I mean, that's a lot for one family to have. I mean, that's, I just feel terrible. We all feel terrible. Uh, sad. Tyler? Not much sad there. Um, yeah, I mean, God will it i mean hopefully he recovers um i mean too much for one family derek yeah i think you guys have said it best uh there's not much i can add to it i i we feel horrible hope hope to, hope to god that everything come out as good for him as as his son yeah uh I, you know our prayers are with you that's all we can say really absolutely uh so Yes, they will be in our prayers. Uh, guys, time to get out of here. We'll do this next week. Special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and BigHeadsMedia.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. 
On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there, and as always, go Big Red. Third.